don't know, messages are just not aligning. So now you are uh, tarnishing the, the reputation internally. Now you're looking back externally. Why would I want to invest in a company like that? Even your, even if your financials are good. I mean, yes, people that have good financials, yes, they might be more likely to have people still invest in them, but your reputation isn't good. Your finances aren't good. Of course, it's like a, a bomb waiting to explode. So it's so important that we also recognize as business leaders, what is your story? As a graduation gift from me to you, I want you to go on my website and grab a copy of my new books. Not book, but books. The first one is Leader Set Trends, Five Employee Retention Secrets You Never Knew. It's one thing to blow up. The next thing is what happens when it's time to build a team? Or maybe you work for a company and you're trying to retain the talent that you currently have. Well, you have to grab this book that provides tools and strategies to retain that effective team that's going to continue to push that mission and vision. And the second book, The Trend-Setting Woman, Seven Steps to a Redefined Identity After Heartbreak. This book goes into the soul and the process of personal development that I took for me to become a better leader, for me to become a better whole person, and for me to start practicing a new level of emotional intelligence and self-leadership. So go to my website right now and grab a copy of both of those books. Leader Set Trends, Five Retention Secrets You Never Knew, and The Trendsetting Woman, Seven Steps to a Redefined Identity After Heartbreak. Grab it at AishaThomas.org backslash shop. Again, that's AishaThomas.org backslash shops. Or check out the show notes and go to the link and grab one right now. Get one for yourself and a friend. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And on today's episode, we are going to continue part two of the conversation we started last week. And the case study we were looking at was the company we work. And what happened with them is that they had a fall season. And fall seasons are those seasons in business and leadership where you run into a few hurdles. And how do you navigate those? Well, this series that Act Leadership and Management Consulting, which consists of myself, Corey Sigu and Tyra Shivers have been doing every week on Saturdays on Facebook Live. We've been talking about different companies and those seasons that they've had breakdowns so we can provide you with tools and strategies so you can prevent it from happening with you or navigate it effectively. So let's get into this message. And as always, get your notepads, whatever note-taking materials that you have, and let's get into these nuggets. Yeah, and before we get into that, one of the things I wanted to say was by by being selfish, you can hurt other people, right? And so Masayoshi's son, right? He's the CEO of SoftBank. So he invested, I can't remember how much money into it, but it was a bunch, right? This is the same investor that gave, uh, is it Jack Ma um, that who created Alibaba? He gave him the same money. We know what Alibaba looks like today, right? Alibaba funds, I'm not sure how many businesses at this point with products, uh, but you have to think about by you being selfish, how how shy is Mr. Sun now? Because he's like, ah, I gave my money to him and he he did what he wanted with it. Right. Because that's a large amount of money that he was given. Right. We're talking about billions of dollars, not millions, billions of dollars invested into this company. So who who are you hurting now based on you being selfish? Right. It's there's a level of awareness that you have to have 
and and the, the acting lead insights will tell you like your thought process, like what do you truly value? There's a level of awareness that you have to have because if you're a high economic person, right? That could be a good or a bad thing. She talked about superhero, supervillain. That could be a good or bad thing. I really like money and I really like going and do what I want with my money, right? I really like money, but because I became a millionaire, I can send 20 people to school every single year. Like there's a big difference in what you do with that. But I, so let's talk about like just situations that I've been in situations. And I want to talk about a situation that that's just found on my mind about when you're in a leadership position, when you are having to internally think about yourself and not burn up everything around you. Like one of the things I, I always say is like when you, you can build yourself, you can grow in your tree, like you can grow in whatever plant you want to call it, but don't get so high that you burn up everybody else. Don't get so high that you shade out everybody else and then they die. Right. And so one of the situations I'm thinking about is there was an individual, she wanted to be the supervisor. She wanted to go through management and all that other stuff. And so the biggest thing that she had, because she was a go getter, she was a high achiever. And I'm like, yes, there's nothing wrong with that. But then the bad side to it is when she will burn everything else around her when they just immediately don't meet her need. Right. So if you don't hit that number today, when I said that you should by this time that I said you should do it, I'm just going to X you out completely. And so what it would do is it would kick people to the side and they would be like, well, I guess I'll just never be good enough. Right. And in the midst of that, what she didn't realize was was it's OK to allow people to flourish. It's OK to allow people to get better. You're going to see incremental increases with some people. For some people, they're just going to get it off the top and then just go. And those are the people that you that you don't run into that often. That's few and far between. Right. You shouldn't bet on your team having these types of people. You should bet on your team having the the type of people where you will see slow growth. Right. Some people will have high growth. Right. You'll see some gaps in there made up really quickly. The, then those are the people who you don't really want to bank on, I should say, is having like you just tell them what to do. They do it. Boom. They blow it out the water. And so for her the entire team becomes disengaged because at this point, I'm not going to meet your goal. You're going to exile me anyway. Why even try? And so that's something that I think about for myself is I have really high goals. I I shoot for the stars. We're going to hit this thing, but I'm also not going to belittle you so bad that you, you then think that for the rest of your life, I, I'm, I'm really, it's really not for me. I'm not good at it. I can't, you know, and so that that's something that I'm thinking about as far as like if you're a leader, are you setting goals? Right. We always say set the bar, set the bar really high and they'll go get it. But are you setting it? Are you setting your bar, but then holding someone to a level of accountability, as Tyra said, right? Like he's going around giving you all these tasks that can't be done. Are you setting the bar, giving them something to do? And then you're basically just exiling them because they're like, oh, you, you didn't hit the goal. OK, cool. Bye. And now you're blackballed from whatever promotion, from whatever opportunity, project, whatever. <laughs> And you're not you're not cultivating an environment of growth. You're cultivating an environment. Uh, we talked about uh, earlier this week, transactional versus transformation. You're, you're cultivating transactions. Right. If I hit this goal, I get this reward. And the only reason why I want to do that after that is just so I can hit the reward. I don't actually want to do it. I just want the reward with maybe the bonus, maybe the off day or something like that. So be mindful when you cultivate things like that. Right. Don't burn up everybody around you when you have to set a bar for them. Hey, and when I think back to, you know, what he was doing, I wonder if his system was where they were, the mindset, did he have that strategy, that end goal? 
because as business owners, if you don't have that together, you might not be able to reach that goal in the future. So a lot of companies want to sell. And as business owners, you can create a company, you can build your company. And then once it's profitable, you can sell it. And that's your exit strategy. For them, it was the IPO, not really to exit, but to go public, you know, and then bring in more money based on shares. So if their goal was to IPO, they should know how the IPO process works. We had no idea what WeWork's financials look like. It's just, you see, like, for instance, if you look at a company and they say that they're booming, you hear about them, that doesn't mean they're doing well. It doesn't mean that they're making the money that they, you think they're making. And so if you know that there's a process or a system you have to go through, you need to be prepared. They were not prepared to, to IPO. And when they had to show their financials, when they had to release that data, that's when people look back and they were like, hold up, this company don't make sense. They're, they said they were a tech company, but really they're just a leasing company. And then they're not even doing that the right way. So that's when they start to lose that. You went from $47 billion valuation to almost being bankrupt in six weeks. That's because those layers got pulled back. And that's because of improper planning. Had I known, or if you as a business owner knows where you're trying to go, you put the right system in place in order to get you there. And if you're trying to get into somebody else's space, you better know what systems they use. I can't go to McDonald's and want to be a franchisee. I understand they have a system and then I don't want to do it. Or I even agree to do it. But once I get through it, I do what I want to do. What are they going to do? They're going to take my franchise. <laughs> They're going to take it from me because I'm sure they have in their paperwork that they can take it. Same thing when companies get ready to IPO. If you're not prepared to show all of your financials and to answer for them, not just make up something, because when they start pulling those bank records, numbers don't lie. People lie. Numbers don't take it over, Aisha. Yeah. And, and even as we're talking about yeah, the financials are good, but then let's also look at the reputation. What does your reputation look like? Because again, we're going into a season, into a time where the, your, your potential clients or people that will be uh, future investors, they're looking for companies to mean purpose. Just think about it. When we watch shows like um, the shark tank, what do we fall in love with the story? You know, they have those companies and you know they're going to get a bunch of offers because what happens? They go into the storyline, just like on those music shows. They start showing their neighborhood, their house. You meet their parents. You hear they were homeless. You hear that um, the person learned how to cook this because their grandmother taught them and their grandmother passed away. It's something about the story, about the person that people fall in love with. And now you're rooting for them and you're just like, somebody give them a deal. Their story is so great. So it's so important that we realize that there has to be a story. There needs to be purpose. Your reputation has to be well as a business leader. We are not just solely, people are solely not about it. Excuse me. People are solely not just about the money. Yes, that's important. But are you going to make me look good? Reading stories about tales of Newman getting kicked off a private plane for having too much marijuana, throwing an in-house concert with the member of Run DMC directly after laying off 7% of his staff and telling the WeWork, Telling employees at WeWork, they could solve the problem. What's it? You're telling the employees, solve the problem of children without parents and end world hunger. Like he's just, I know messages are just not aligning. So now you are tarnishing the, the reputation internally. Now you're looking back externally. Why would I want to invest in a company like that? Even if your even if your financials are good, 
I mean, yes, people that have good financials, yes, they might be more likely to have people still invest in them, but your reputation isn't good. Your finances aren't good. Of course, it's like a, a bomb waiting to explode. So it's so important that we also recognize as business leaders, what is your story? What is your purpose of going into business? One of the things that we're going to be doing in our 12-week program is really helping um, leaders really craft that because we just go into business. But what is the purpose behind it? We want to make sure you're purposeful. We want to make sure there's a story. We make, we want to make sure there's meaning because as you're creating a team and you want people to follow you and help support that dream, what is the story? And then also making sure that stays within the culture of the company versus now somehow private planes and marijuana and all this other stuff is mixed in. And now you have lost the people and now the investors don't want to even invest in you. So it's so important that we start to think about when before you start a business, maybe you're an emerging entrepreneur, you're an emerging leader. Why do you want to become a leader? What's the why behind it? Are you ready for that? Are you willing to find out the why behind the person that works for you? Why are you here? Right. Get to know them so you can connect and find out their personal motivators. Or do you need to take time and say, you know, what? before I start this business or before I continue into Q4 or before I go into Q1 of 2021, let me take some time and develop myself and identify. Are there any kinks in my armor where uh, where I well, my, I might start swaying more into the villain side versus staying on the side where you are still, where you are the superhero. Because again, every villain and every superhero has some power that could be used on the good side, right? I mean, just think about X-Men and Magneto. Magneto, come on, Magneto, we can come together and we can save the world. Magneto wasn't having it. And guess what ended up happening with him? So we want to make sure that we're constantly assessing, recognizing the kinks in our armor, continue to develop and grow. Make sure we have those stories of why we stated we started our business and maintain that company culture. So the investors, again, stakeholders and shareholders have your back. But it's because you've taken time to work on yourself. All right, Corey, take it away before we get into do you think we work will rise or fall? Yeah, and I think I think Tyrus was needing to say something right here, so I'm going to pass it on to him first. And so when we think about it, I'm glad you brought up Shark Tank and the story and the image that you want to present. You need that first, and that's what grab what pulls people, that grabs their attention. You only If you got 60 seconds in the elevator, you better say something fire for them to want to talk to you later. But once you get over that part, you need your system and your process. In Shark Tank, the show, we only see the quick pitch right when they're on the, on the screen, about eight minutes. However, each one of those individuals, they actually pitch to them for about an hour and a half, almost two hours. So not only do they have a longer pitch, which we don't see all of that, we see the happy part, we see the story, we fall in love with that. They do have a system and a process. And even when they get the deal, you see there's a caption that says, once the deals are done, we still got to go through the paperwork, go through the financials, go through the process, go through everything to make sure that this deal is viable and that is legitimate. So there have been people that got deals or offers from the tank and then they fell through because their stuff wasn't in order. So once you sell your dream, your vision, because you only got 60 seconds. You got to think about it like that. You got to be able to package what you're selling in 60 seconds to pique a purchase a person's interest, and then they can follow up with you to go through the rest. So have that created, but then be ready with your system to show them that, hey, what I'm selling, my product, my service is viable. Take it over, Corey. 
Yeah, and so so before we wrap it up here, right? So one of the things is like the story I just told y'all about that individual. I don't want y'all to walk away from this just thinking like, oh man, if I currently act like that right now, uh, if I currently think like that right now, that I'm just kind of like lost, right? I'm a lost cause. That's that's not what I'm saying. So I want us to to pivot into a to like taking action, right? Like that's what we talk about, action and leadership. So here's what I want to say. This this particular company could have taken all of their falls, like all of their mishaps and the firings and the tequila bottles and the jets. And they could have. And this is something that I want people to like write it down, put it on the board or something right here. We got to stop using community as like this buzzword or like this power word. We have to start actually working community. We have to actually start acting like a community. Right. Because a lot of places you go, it's family. Hey, yeah, we're just one big community. And that's what it seemed like the vision we work was like. That's what it seemed like they wanted was this community of entrepreneurs and freelancers and whatnot. And so when you think about that, what what the downfall started to be was the majority of the people that worked there weren't freelancers. The majority of the people actually worked for we work. Right. So their model actually wasn't working. But how do you then spin that into the light? Right. Can you create community from it? Can you create purpose from that? Right. Can you put yourself in a position to say, hey, I get that what's currently like what I currently want to do is not working, but I I want to spin it in the light. Right. Maybe maybe. Yeah, I used to give you a whole bunch of tasks and they were unattainable. But then I've been working on myself. So when I come by, I'm not even giving you tasks. I just want to know how your day was. Like those are the types of things that you can start to build something bigger rather than just taking it and running and just being like, well, I guess, woe is me. I'm just finished. I'll never become a great person. And the the one thing I will tell you, you have to find a coach, right? So it, whether that's us, whether that's someone else, like if you have to find a coach. The reason that person then succeeded after that was because they found a coach to be able to hone them in. Right. So like us, for example, we're going to teach you your thought process. Right how to leverage that strength, how to be aware of that weakness, right? Like how to position yourself in certain situations. Why you walk away from certain situations feeling like, you know what, I'm just drained for the day, right? Like that's something that I, I'll say, like, especially for Aisha, for example, right? She, she can break it down to you just for you to walk away from a situation being like, you know what, I need to prepare myself for that because when I, when I step away, I need to have something in place for me to be able to still perform while understanding that I'm a, I'm about to be drained right now. So these are things that as leaders, you have to be aware of. But I just think that there's so much so much value in spinning losses to wins, not just using community as this keyword or this fancy little title. Hey, we're a community because I bought you a piece over lunch or something like that's not the thing. Right. And so, Tyrus, I, I know you got one more thing because I see you smiling over there, but I, I just want to hear what you got before we close this out. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. Join me this Thursday as I join my squad, my team, Act Leadership and Management Consulting, as we take all of your business-related, leadership development-related, or even team member-related questions live this Thursday at 7 Eastern. Maybe you have an issue that you're trying to resolve. Maybe you're stuck somewhere. Maybe you just need some tools and strategies to get your business going. So join us this Thursday at 7 Eastern. The information is in my show notes. 
and I can't wait to see you there. And don't forget, make sure you check out my YouTube series as well as go to my website because there are a ton of resources out there that can really help you take that leadership, management, and business to a whole nother level. So Newman was thought to be or or thought that he would become the world's first trillionaire. Think about that. He had painted an image or a vision so pretty that people were really pouring money behind him. And he was was the one that thought he would be the world's first trillionaire. It was mismanagement, self-dealing, and bizarre behavior that really caught everybody off guard and it began to change. Now, in all of this, his key investor, the, you know, the owner of SoftBank, he still backed him. He still believed in him. And he came out on an article and he said, you know, sometimes people say I'm too trusting. And they also say that when I go in with someone, I'm all the way in. And so even though he saw some of the red flags, he was able to look past them to still be supportive, to still believe in him, to still try to push him. As a business owner, that's a great characteristic to have. As a leader, that's a great characteristic to have, supportiveness. But don't let it blind you. If things don't work, they just don't work. If the numbers show that something's going wrong, they're going wrong. And you have to be able to separate business from, I don't even know if it was personal or he just felt like, you know, with Ma, he said, like, this was like my son and Newman is going to be my other son. These are my kids. I'm bringing them through this. I'm raising them. but the yeah like facts over feeling so definitely as a business owner and as a leader when you start to see red flags in your business whether you're the investor whether it's a client whether it's an employee think about it don't ignore it look at the facts and get out of your feelings so that's all i got Corey. yeah and so i'm i i don't know how to follow that up (laughs) but yeah, so I mean, facts over feelings is powerful. Look, this has been your Act and Lead live series, right? Your rise and fall. So we gotta we gotta talk about it, right? So we're talking about we work. Aisha, what you think? Oh, is is we work gonna rise or fall? You know what? It, it, it remains to be seen. I think that, um, you know, since then, there has been a change in leadership. They did, as we mentioned, they did push Newman out. I know the co-founder is still a part of it. Um, they have new ideas because one of the um, areas that was hit really big is during COVID. Again, they lend um, space for business um, owners. However, I think people are starting to see the value of working from home. Um, so, you know, the need of real estate space to do business, people are starting to do that within the household. So now they are trying to be more innovative. Um, now they've invested in doing things like, OK, we're not just solely going to do real estate. Now they're looking about because, um, you know, they said many um, small and mis- mid-sized businesses, like they made up about 52 percent of like their their revenue. Um, so as they made that transition and they canceled their membership, they have now transitioned to now, OK, let's start bringing in these business solutions. So now they're trying to add that aspect. So when a company or a business comes in, now you get the real estate space. Now you have a space with this. And now you have business solutions. So now we have the systems part attached to it. So they're trying to innovate. They're trying to make changes. They push Newman out, which, again, just like what Tyrus talked about, 
how often are you doing a facts over feeling session? And that's why it's so important that as leaders out there, you're taking time to identify your behavior style or how you show up. Because yes, you need to have seasons where you're like, I know I'm a feelings-based leader, leader, which is good. You want to have that aspect. But how often am I taking time away doing an assessment and figure it out? Okay, let me do an F and F session, facts over feeling session, where I'm going through these areas and identifying what we need to let go of, what shifts we need to change or shifts we need to make, what team member might not be effective in this role. Maybe we need to move you here and we need to just start moving and making some shifts around the company so it can start walk, walking or working more like what Corey would say, a well-oiled machine. So you want to maybe really start doing that, but it takes you taking time to do a, um, a really a deep dive in, in yourself and also being more of a person that has that fact space side or has that team member next to you or that right hand woman or man that can help you do that assessment. But I think that, you know, they're trying to be innovative. They're making changes. I think that, yes, it is beneficial to go into something. And yes. Oh, so you can help me get real estate space and you give me business solutions um, information that that helps a lot. Because, again, one of the areas that a lot of business leaders are um, really hindered in and they're not focused on is working through the business systems and those solutions first. And if you if you're able to touch on both of those, when people come in and say, hey, I got this new idea, I need some space to work. Well, have you ever thought about systems and why you need that? They might have something there. So I think they have potential to rise. They're even opening up a space in San Antonio. So clearly they're moving in the right direction. Will they rise to where they used to be? That remains to be seen. But I think that they are being innovated and they're trying to work towards shifting. So now they can really live by those values that they have where they had listed that they're about doing the right thing, striving to be better together, being entrepreneurial, giving gratitude and being human and being kind. So we'll see how that happens. But I think that they have something going there. What do you think, Tyrus? I'm going to go with a definitely with a definite fall. I think that they they are done. Um, their days are numbered. Um, and here's my reasons why. One, you lost your CEO with that had the charisma, the vision casting, the dream. It was his idea. He's gone. Two, you got into a business under the guise of being in tech and you're in real estate. So unless they build, bring in a real estate focused person that understands leasing and how that really works, they're going to fold. I think they're just trying to string it along right now because SoftBank's they got a lot of money in there and they don't want to lose all of that money. But I definitely think that COVID probably put the nail in the coffin. They boom. I don't need to go in the office I don't, and I don't want to be around a whole lot of people. So why should I go and work in office around a lot of people in this season. And it's going to take time to get away from that um, for us to come back. And I just think that in the beginning, you know, they were losing money after money over money, millions of dollars because nobody wanted to come in and sit in office and work. It sounded cool, but people weren't really productive. It looked cool, but looking cool and actually making money is two different things. If I want to have a business meeting and I say, well, come to my WeWork desk. And I got 50 other people and they're having a good time because that's what they want to do in there. That's not a true business meeting for me. And then I'm going to be looked at a different way. So I don't see them changing the business model all over. I think WeWork goes away 
and then maybe SoftBank will take some of those people there and they may develop something new, but I don't think we'll see WeWork. And they have competitors. There are other organizations, other companies that do this same thing. They just had a lot of buzz and got a lot of name behind them that invested. Now that that's gone, the IPO failed, goodbye. Yeah, and I, I think I got to go with Tyrus on this one, man. I I think that I think it's just going to fall. The, the the reason I say that is, is how does one rise after being valued at forty seven billion dollars? And so I think that there can be some climb. I think that needs to be definitely a different route that needs to be taken. Clearly, they're trying to make some strides. But at the same time, like Tyra said, I mean, you got people who have so much money into this. Can they truly see that money just completely die out? So are they just trying to recoup something? Or are they trying to get to a point where maybe they get as much as they can, basically? You know, or am I am I am I getting business for 25 cents on the dollar? Basically, um, what can I what can I salvage from this situation? Because there was so much money put up. Right. Uh, I think Amazon was an investor in it also. So you got some heavy hitters in here that from the top, I would believe that. These these real big people are like, it's not just going to close down that easy. I got a whole lot invested into this. So for me, it's going to be a fall simply because one, I don't know if you can rise after being valued at forty seven billion dollars. Um, but I also I also just believe that there has some things that they need to clean up. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, it's a fall for me. It's going to be a fall for me. So any any last words from anyone? I mean, again, essentially, I think, again, I, I, one of this, again, it just immediately stood out to me, to me is the person behind that business, those individuals, please, leaders. You know, I really want you guys to take leadership development just as important as you take getting that revenue. I'm identifying, again, People get lost sometimes in between in the midst of the money and the clients and things blow up. But how often are you assessing yourself? Take time to assess yourself, assess your team. Um, again, do that facts over feelings assessment, you know, which is a part of the assessment that we do as well. And it, again, it's not about you hiring us specifically or connecting with us. It's really just taking time to find, make leadership development just as important as organizational management, organizational health check. And that's the other thing do that organizational health check to make sure that your company is good because too many organizations assume that things are good based off of what their leaders are saying, but come to find out they're like, I didn't even know these people were unhappy. This week they mentioned Amazon, how many COVID cases they had at their warehouses. So it's like, you know, it, it's everything really good based off of what you're telling us. And sometimes people are so fearful for telling their top leaders that C-suite level what's really going on. And then their leaders find out from a tabloid or from a news story or from a, a post on social media. So leaders, especially you CEOs out there, take time, do organizational health checks. Make sure you're assessing your teams, making sure that you're investing that, making sure that's a part of your 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 strategies and your visions and all the things that you're doing, especially in Q4. Because as we go to Q1, as, as maybe COVID is starting to really let up, you want to make sure that you hit the ground running in 2021. So make sure you connect with us um, or connect with someone that's going to really help you make that a proper assessment. So as you're going into 2021, you have an effective plan. But now you know what specific areas you need to remedy so you can be that business of the future. Wow. Just another just another very informative episode. And just 
doing this review of these companies who go through these fall seasons has been eye-opening as a business leader, as a leader myself. And I hope that you were able to take away some great things that you can, again, apply and how you do business, how you will do business, or even help you in shifting your processes and your strategies that you want to maybe take another look at during this season. But let's go over some takeaways. And again, your takeaways might have differed, but these are some things that stood out to me. One of the things that we want to really think about is, again, we talked about the importance of making sure there's a level of alignment in your partnership. Think about the people that invested in this company and how they invested invested in it and had a certain view of what this company was all about. I mean, pretty much it marketed itself to be one thing and it was basically something completely different. But when we're talking about alignment, when you go into partnership with individuals, again, making sure values align, make sure practices align, make sure all those different things are in alignment because it's going to be so beneficial that that happens because you want to make sure that you don't run into any headaches or find yourself in a situation where you're like, I didn't even expect things to be this way. But if maybe a conversation would have happened, some reviews would have happened, those areas could have been addressed. So you really want to make sure you're in alignment in how you do business. You make sure it's clear about what goals that you have, the values, values, how you're going to do things. Because again, if I'm investing money into a company, I want to make sure that the ones that I am investing in, that I know all the nicks and crannies of how they do things. And again, some people don't function that way. They feel comfortable enough to just throw people money and they're less like do however, do things however you want. But with the level of issues that these investors started to find out about WeWork, it should have been a red flag for a meeting to happen, or maybe it did, but essentially you want to make sure anything that you do, there's a level of alignment in in brand, business practices, values, and all that good stuff. And I know we talked about that before, but again, I want to reiterate that because that has been a recurring theme. The second thing is reputation is everything. That goes back to alignment. And even when you're in business, it's so important that you want to make sure your reputation is good. Yes, you're going to have bumps in the road. You might have situations that happen that you might have to relook at things. But again, it's it's what you're taking to remedy those issues. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to maybe get in hot water for something, but how are you addressing it? Are you doing it ethically, morally? Are you going about it in the right way? Because stuff does happen, but you want to really make sure that your reputation is good as a leader. The company that you're aligning with has a good reputation and really just making sure that that why behind you want to lead, why behind they want to lead and why they want to do business makes sense because there should be a purpose behind it. Yes, money is important because again, that for a lot of us, we want to get into entrepreneurship so we can essentially be in purpose fully. And also we need to fund our dream. We need to also take care of the households. That's important. But what kind of impact do you want to make? And if I'm in a business that's solely about money and they don't really care about the clients, they don't care about the customers, which are your employees and the team. Like I don't, I don't want to be aligned with people like that. But essentially you want to just make sure your reputation is good and those that you're aligned with also has a reputation that is great. And even if they do run into hiccups, they have a reputation that they will take ownership, they will remedy the issue and then pivot moving forward. And then also identifying if you are in a season where you need self-development, I need to take a quick pause and really look at myself. 
really look at my practices and how I'm doing things. Again, that might be the wake up call for some people to be like, you know what? I do have some personal things that I need to navigate through because it's affecting my business or it could potentially affect my business. So that's another level of accountability to say, you know what? Let me fall back. Let me have my right hand man or woman run things while I go take care of this or try to do it consecutively. Because depending on how deep you are into your business, you might not be able to just stop everything right away. But self-development and personal development as a leader is going to be something that you want to continuously do on a regular basis so you can ensure that you are functioning from a space of high EQ, emotional intelligence, self-awareness of yourself, and then having the understanding of how you show up, how you do your show up, right? Showing up in your company, your business, your organization, that has to be effective. And that takes you really investing and taking time to consistently self-develop, all right? We can't develop team members, tell them they need to function a certain way if we won't do it ourselves. And then lastly, systems and processes is a normal thing that we always talk about, but we want to look at things, facts over feelings, right? So we were talking about how one of the investors, you know, they invested because they cared about the person. And we understand the importance of caring about those you work around, but you want to also make sure that there's a level of facts you're going through and analyzing like, yes, I want to invest money in this, or I want to continue to support you. But the facts show me that this needs to be remedied. This needs to be remedied and this needs to be remedied. And before we move forward, what is the plan for us to get to this goal before I make another investment, before we continue to proceed? So that's really facts over feelings. You can care. You can have a level of, you know, you just want everything to go amazing within that organization or within that business. But are you really assessing how things are going? Are you looking at the systems? Are you looking at the processes to make sure that they're effective? What needs to be remedied? What needs to be thrown away altogether? What innovation needs to come in? Maybe some technological advancements are required and that might require investing some dollars in somebody to come in and make those updates, whatever it is really always look at the facts outside of just solely being driven by feelings because facts are going to be able to let you know for sure what needs to be remedied, what needs to be fixed and what needs what pivots you need to make in order for you to have a thriving business and also all and also for you to be a thriving leader. Okay? So facts over feelings and really just again continue to analyze your systems and your processes, okay? Because Again, that is going to help alleviate a lot of work that you have, but and but then you can also make sure you go through that to make sure that you have an effective process and effective practices that you do. So everybody has a great experience from the customer, from the employee, and from all the other leaders that are a part of your team. So again, I don't know what you took away from this message, and I hope you took away some great things. Please, you know, go to our social media page for Act and Lead, Act Lead Consult. Drop a message, you know, DM us, let us know what, you're t- what you took away from it. Um, also check out the information in the show notes if you want to maybe do the, you know, Act and Lead Insights, or if you just want more information. And you always have access to me. So DM me, email me, info at AishaThomas.org or at Miss Aisha Speaks. And just hit me up if you have any questions or concerns or if there was something that stood out to you in this message. But I hope you guys took some great information away from it. Shout out to you all. Shout out to my team. Um, this great team, Speak Fire. I mean, we are at like our 100th episode. I didn't even realize 
we have been, again, we started this thing two years ago. And just to see the evolution and the commitment of all these wonderful gentlemen that I have a, I, ha- I have the honor to serve next to. So shout out to all of you guys out there. I love you all. I appreciate being a part of this squad. And uh, outside of that, outside of that, I can't talk today. I can't talk. <laughs> but outside of that, you guys have an amazing, an amazing week. And I will see you guys next week with another episode of Internal Fire. Peace. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speakfire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M S A I S H A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe, turn your notifications on, and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.